Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Light drizzle here to start this Friday, as crazy as it sounds. I think that is, thankfully, subsided. It's supposed to be a beautiful day here in Indy and tomorrow before we get a little bit more spring-like weather in a negative way coming up Sunday into Monday. You know, Jake, I um, I know it doesn't make for, like, great radio fodder, if you will, but I'm not going to lie to our audience or just say something just to say it. I don't have, like, strong, strong conviction in a positive direction one way or the other on Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Um, like, I, I don't – I think this time, you know, around the Pacers draft, it was pretty clear my thoughts on Benedict Matherin and my desire for the Pacers to want to draft him. I, I just don't have that feeling when it comes to these two quarterbacks, so I guess I apologize on that front. I would say where my strongest conviction, though, lies positively about the Colts making a quarterback draft pick coming up in less than two weeks, I have a ton of belief in Shane Steichen. A ton of belief in him. And that's why I think you take a swing. So I'm going to ask this. It's going to sound like I'm being argumentative. I'm not. Uh, Tell me why you do. Well, I, we haven't seen him as a head coach, so yeah, I have a ton of belief in him, quarterback wise. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you know, I think his history with again styles, um, different shapes, different sizes of quarterbacks. I think all of that gives you, or should give Colts fans reassurance and hope. And um, his track record is pretty darn impressive when it comes to that position. And when you think about it. You know, Philip Rivers was just handed to him. It's not like he was a member of the Chargers staff in 2003 or 2004 whenever Rivers was drafted. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. You know, he was not in Philly yet. He came to Philly a year into Hurts' career. Um, So the fact that this time he is able to identify or meet and talk with and watch these guys work out and bring them in for top 30 visits and all of that, that gives me, I think, even a little bit more of like, all right, He's got some more intel than he did even when they drafted Justin Herbert. You know, when they drafted Justin Herbert, Shane Steichen was the OC, so he was a part of that. But that was the COVID year. So you had some restrictions on how much interaction you could even have with these guys before the draft. So, again, Levis, Richardson, I I don't know. But Steichen, I feel like I do know. And that's why I think the Colts should make a quarterback move and give their head coach – who's arguably his biggest strength is the quarterback position, give him a chance with that. So let me tell you a gut feeling's the wrong word. A thought that I've wondered, and I want your input on it. I believe, I believe that Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard, and again, I don't think they're sitting there arm wrestling, but I think if both of them, if Jim Mersey was put in charge of this is your draft pick and you are, you're going to be Jerry Jones here, Jim, you, it's 100% you. I think Jim Mersey would lean to Will Levis. 
if Chris Ballard was told you have total autonomy and Jim Mercer can't do anything about it, even though he's your boss, uh, you, we're not even going to tell you what Jim Mercer, which way he's leaning. I think Chris Ballard would go with Anthony Richardson. In that event, one would assume the tie-breaking vote goes to the head coach. But he's new here. How much influence does Shane Steichen have in saying, this is the guy that I'd rather have? See, Jake, I would go the reverse of that, or at least probably this is me saying I hope it's the reverse of that. I hope it's Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard making the decision and then Jim Irsay is the tiebreaker. I don't think it should be the owner and the GM are voting and Steichen's the tiebreaker. Understood. Um, and I actually think Ursay is looking at it in that light. I, I don't think that Ursay is pounding the fist down the table and saying, no, 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 this is my vote. Chris, what's your vote? And then, boom, they have split decisions, and, and, Kevin, and it goes to Shane. I, I agree with that, but here's the thing. I totally agree with that, and I will give Jim Ursay credit that he has gone out of his way to make sure he's not his dad, right? Totally get it. However, there are some things that you don't have to say for them to be true. And Jim Irsay doesn't have to say, I'm going to usurp you because I'm the owner. But when he says things that changes his tune a little bit about Chris Ballard publicly, and I don't mean that in any way, shape, or form that he has said anything to imply that Chris Ballard is on the hot seat or that Chris Ballard, I mean, I think he has a great love and respect for Chris Ballard. But the second that Jim Mersey started saying, you know, the expectations are now, or the I want to start seeing some results here. The, the second that Jim Mersey kind of walked back his tune from this guy is like Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan missed shots also and is still Michael Jordan to I don't want to see as many missed shots. The second that happened, then Chris Ballard has to hear, I would assume, just as any of us do when it comes to our bosses or whatever, you hear that and you start to think, okay, he does. He hasn't said to me that he wants influence on this decision, but he kind of just did. And I probably need to take into consideration what I think he wants. Yeah, it would probably be good, honestly, if both of them took a backseat and let Shane Steichen had more say. That's me banking on a lot of ego taking a backseat, so I'm not holding my breath for that. But I think when you look at the track record of the organization with quarterbacks here lately it probably would be wise for them to hold Shane Steichen's opinion in pretty high regard. Um, and I do think that is kind of the unknown variable with this process. You know, so much of the potential intel, and I say that in quotes, you know, we might have in the Colts' decision-making, again, if Steichen is going to have a whole lot of say in it, we just don't know because Steichen is the new guy in town. He has only been here. For two months and I don't think there just are those relationships with him at all that would lend people to have serious intel but again I, I just don't I wish I, it was different but I don't have like just a strong I'm probably like uh, Dane Brugler yesterday he's got Will Levis right next to Anthony Richardson in his draft rankings I probably have them pretty close together but I believe that Shane Steichen deserves a chance with that. Do you have strong conviction one way or the other, Levis or Richardson? I, I personal opinion, not like Colts you mean direction on, on who I would go with. Correct. 
I would go with Levis. Only because, and I think Richardson's incredibly intriguing and probably has higher upside than Will Levis. However, there are two ways, Kevin, to approach whether you're an NBA team drafting a point guard, you know, whatever, or a major league baseball team drafting a pitcher. There are two ways to look at it. If you are drafting a quarterback under a secession plan that you can let organically grow and you are not in a sense of urgency, that gives you flexibility. But when you paint yourself into a corner of denying addressing the quarterback issue for like three or four straight seasons, then what you are doing is you are now putting yourself in a position that when you finally decide the time is here to draft a quarterback or to go with the long-term franchise quarterback, you have to negate as many of the things that could be factored into your margin for error as possible. You have to go with the safer play. You know, it's just like investing in the stock market. Some stocks are high risk, high reward. Other stocks are just a safe entry. And I think Will Levis is a, is the safer entry. Anthony Richardson is a high-reward guy, there's no doubt. But I'm very hesitant over the lack of starting games, the precedent of players in the NFL that get drafted at the quarterback position that did not have 15 or more starts as a collegian, for example. The law of averages works against you there. And, you know, I, I think – I just would go with Levis. I think he's the safer pick. I think Richardson may well turn out to be long-term the better player. Or he may well turn out to be Mitchell Trubisky. I I don't know. Levis could as well. Don't get me wrong. Can I push back a little bit? When has playing it safe worked out for the Colts lately? What if Jake said like no, that you can't push back? <laughs> I'd walk out right now. No. Like Ballard said, don't worry. Left tackle's taken care of. We got Matt Pryor here. Let's play it safe. Guy in the building. We're total, start him there. Totally understood, but wide receiver group, totally fine. Don't need to add anybody. We got our guys. Let's play it safe. Totally understood. What I'm saying is I'm somewhat agreeing with you in your point that actually then contradicts my point. But what I'm saying is you are correct. They have been they've sat on their hands for too long, mm -hmm. right? By playing it safe. Which then, le but those other things of being conservative are not the ultimate, ultimate push in, which is the quarterback position. And they have put themselves in a position where, partially because, ironically enough, they have played it so safe in the past or been so conservative, they put themselves in position now where they cannot have risk. I just feel that the Colts have. They need to kind of get with the times with the modern NFL standard, and they've had pocket passers forever. They haven't really had a mobile guy that can move. I like what Anthony Richardson does. I know that mobility, obviously, for quarterbacks is an issue. We've talked at nauseum about Lamar Jackson being injured and Justin Fields gets banged up a lot and everything like that, but when you have an offensive line as porous as the Colts have had last season and a wide receiver and tight end group that isn't very – isn't even in the top 20 of probably group groups – I say maybe more more mobility for a quarterback isn't the worst thing in the world. I kind of lean towards Anthony Richardson in that respect. You know, one thing that I could hear out, Mark, kind of along those lines is look at the AFC right now. 
pretty special quarterback. Young as well. I mean, it's it's a time where if you have a middling QB, you just get swallowed up. Like, it, 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 you're not going to – if you have a middling QB in the NFC right now, you might have the best QB. You might have a division winner. In the NFC. That's not the case in the AFC. So I have heard people make the argument of the AFC is so loaded right now, the only chance you're going to get to that top tier is to take the biggest swing possible. And that would be Richardson. Now, of course, Jake brought up Mitchell Trubisky earlier. Uh, I believe the stat is out there that if you look at guys with whatever it is, 13 or less starts, 14 or less starts in college football, I think Mark Sanchez and Mitchell Trubisky are the only two that have gone in the first round, and I don't think either of those careers you would sign up for. here's, Here's my way of saying it. Right now. True or false, Kevin, in your opinion, true or false, the hit on this draft is going to determine the hitter, the swing or miss on this draft will determine Chris Ballard's future. Yeah. As Unless he's got more blackmail on Jim Mercer than I could ever imagine. Yeah. Without mm-hmm. question. So if Chris Ballard knows that a miss on this particular draft, not on what he does in the third round, not what he does in the fifth round, not what he does in free agency, not what he does in retaining his own players. If he knows that a swing and a miss with this draft pick cost him his job, then he has to go with the one that has the fewest potential demerits. And, and Levis, there are question marks, don't get me wrong. But it just feels to me there, there might be two demerits with Levis and three with Richardson. But in that case, I think you got to go with Levis if you're him. That's just my thought process on it. I think as far as I it, would love for them to take Richardson. Don't go, I, I don't want people to misunderstand here, right? I mean, I I I think it'd be I think he appears to be a tremendous upside talent. Don't get me wrong. Does it correct a lot to Levi's for you guys too when you've texted yes. and or tweeted about mm-hmm. it? I know. Also when I type love, like I'll say like I love you to my wife, it changes to live. So it says I live you and I'm like, why, why does it keep doing that? Are you watching that on the CW? <laughs> Next week in Australia for the You're Live right. Golf yeah. Tour. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kevin. Australia, Singapore, back-to-back for the Live Golf Tour. I just think regardless, quarterback-wise, the Colts are probably going to be picking in the top 10 again next year. And if these guys don't work out, you're going to be picking a quarterback in the next year or two again, all over again. Again, I, I think a very, very impactful and interesting storyline to watch in the next two weeks, and obviously – on Thursday night, April 27th, will be what does Houston end up doing it to? Mm-hmm. You know, I think there is some real smoke there that they, if Bryce Young goes one, which right now Vegas is all in on that, if they don't go C.J. Stroud and they go Will Anderson at two, that means the Colts are either getting out of Stroud, Richardson, or Levis. Two of those three are going to be available to you at four. Now the question becomes, do you sit there? Are you content with two of those three? Do you trade up to three to try and get theoretically Stroud because he has the highest floor that domino I don't think we've thought of throughout this entire offseason but if the Cardinals are still on the clock at three at that point and Will Anderson goes two, that'll be some must-see TV because that'll be wild and Mark to that point think about it if Will Anderson's gone now Arizona I don't think would view it in the light of hey we only want to move back to four because we still want to get Will Anderson now the can't miss defensive guy is gone so now they might say screw it if we're four if we're six if we're eight doesn't really matter let's just get the best trade package yeah. oh the return. Titans are calling at 11 let's see what they've got to right. say